Our limitations, self-doubt, and limiting beliefs about ourselves. Why do we give them so much power? I'm Simon Caruso, and this is the Limitless Man Podcast, speaking to those who doubted their own doubts and overcame limitations to pursue their very own limitless potential. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. She's got an amazing story who, well, in reality, she turned her whole life around at 57 years of age. So if you think it's too late, well, you might want to listen to today's episode because there's going to be many insights as to how to actually rebuild your life when you're in a situation with your back against the wall. So she is a motivational coach who builds confidence with women specifically over 40, who are struggling to be seen and heard in their own lives. Patricia Love, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm just, uh, I love uh, sharing my story whenever I can. If I can help somebody, that's great. You've got an amazing story. So it's obviously the name of my podcast is the Limitless Man podcast, but it is a metaphor to life, you know, and um, limitations come in many shapes and forms. Right. We all have our own limitations. and I love your story. I think you've got an amazing story, which I'd, I'd love for you to share with our audience. I know that you were, you know, a successful realtor, so in the property game, $140,000 in debt by the time you're 57 years of age after the GFC, which just destroyed a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'll let you sort of just tell us the lead up to that, your life leading up to it, how you got into that, and then how that all sort yeah. of unfolded. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I always like to kind of start off that it's, there's lots of things that lead up to things, right? I mean, I had a lifetime of stuff that I like to say, and I think we all do this, uh, a lifetime of baggage that we, we just stick in a suitcase sometimes so we can you know, ignore it or think about it later and deal with it. And we just hope that things work out. And my story just has a lot of cram-packed, uh, you know, stuff in that baggage and then it exploded but basically you know I believe that a lot of people have this potential and they are limitless in whatever they do but we have to start digging in to and realize that we are limitless and and I didn't realize that I was limitless until I was 57 and the reason why and we'll go back to the story now is that I grew up with this and again a lot of people can relate to this I had an alcoholic mom I had a father that was um, emotionally not there, emotionally abandoned me. So I had another two siblings, but I was the youngest. And so there was many years between my sister, my brother and I. And so I kind of grew up on my own, but with having an alcoholic mom and a father that was never around, it was one of those situations where I was looking for attention. I was looking for love. I was looking for somebody to guide me, to discipline me. And as a child, I didn't understand any of it. You know, when you look back, I was looking for that guidance. So, so my, my choices were, okay, I'm trying to make my dad love me. How do I do that? So a lot of times I would, he was, he was in sales. And so what I would do is I would actually start reading books of, um, of his, because I felt like if I could negotiate with him, if I could figure out a way to, to to talk to him, maybe he would talk to me. And it definitely started to work. And then that's kind of led me into because I didn't have a lot of ambition, I wasn't encouraged to do anything. I wasn't um, 
suggested to go to school or to high school or to college. I mean, it wasn't, it was women in the fifties and sixties. And it was like, they weren't, you know, be a nurse, get married, have kids, you know, and out of one side of everybody's mouth and now the other side of it, you know, well, you, you probably should uh, watch out for those men because you never know type of thing. So it was one of those really, um, situation where people were telling me different things all the time. So as a child, you're really, really confused. And so it led into my teenage years where I started to get into trouble because I couldn't get the attention. I was always looking for love in all the wrong places. Then it led into my 20s where I went into uh, drugs, sex, and rock and roll, basically. And what happened then is that during the 20s, I was raped twice, uh, once by a boyfriend, it threw me in the hospital, and another time uh, by a complete stranger that, by gunpoint. And I took those things because I was taught, oh, be strong. You just got to be tough, you know. Mm-hmm. But you take those and you put those in a suitcase and you stick those emotions about, you know, it, you know away because you, you need to keep going. You need to, you know, and I didn't have anybody to talk to about them at that time. So I just kept kind of going down the rabbit hole, you might say, in my 20s. And then what happened is that I ended up looking for, uh, you know, I was looking for sex. I was looking for men. I was looking for um, the white picket bench. But since I had no clue how to navigate relationships, I was always looking for love in the wrong, all the wrong places. My dad always bought things for me. So I figured if I bought something for a guy, then maybe he'd love me. Yeah. Well, what's happening throughout all this time was I actually was learning a lot of negative behaviors. My father also was one of those ones that he showed like he made a lot of money, but he also spent a lot of money. So I learned how to make money, but I also learned how to spend a lot of money, but I was never taught finances. Mm. I was never taught any of this. So I'm going through my twenties and my thirties and, and and I get married in my late thirties and I'm thinking that all this is going to all work out. And then all I realize that I start to become one of those runners. I think people call them runners where there's there, everything is almost too good to be true. So then you say, uh Oh, something that the shoe's going to drop over here. So I better just run or uh, sabotage it. So I start sabotaging my relationship so that I can leave and not be left because I also had a father that ended up leaving by dying and a sister that ended up leaving by dying. So there's, you know, it's, it's really cram packed with a lot of different types of things, but when it boils down to it, I was always ending up having to be in sales because I didn't finish college. So I had to make money somehow. So I went into real estate. I was really good, just like my dad making money, but I was really, really good at spending it also. And what happens is, is that when the real estate is great, it's fabulous. When properties are selling, it's great. But if you get yourself stuck in that hole when everything else drops out and you're not ready for it, you're at the bottom of the hole with no money, with no, uh, you know, pretty much maybe no uh, roof over your head in debt, because now you don't have the money coming in Mm -hmm. to pay for it like you used to have. Right. So because I was always on that. Oh, I'll just make more money. Oh, I'll just make more money. So the, there was negative behaviors that worked all the way up to this. And there was something, you know, and I believe that people all have negative behaviors. We have them. It's, it's kind of like we start doing the same thing over and over again. And what happens? We get the same results, right? Yep. Well, this is what I was doing. I wasn't breaking any of those behaviors. I wasn't acknowledging any of these negatives. You know, why couldn't I keep a relationship? Why couldn't I save any money? Why couldn't I do this? I would just go on a high and then I would drop. 
Yeah. And then I would actually go on the high again because I, I could, you know, I'll just get up and do it again. I'll just do it again. Well, then what happened to me at 57 was the husband, the second husband left for some, for some, me, for somebody else. My mom died. I was 30 or 40 pounds overweight. I was drinking too much. I'd kind of gone back to a few little drugs. I had, uh, was again, like you said, $140,000 in debt. And the real estate industry completely dropped out of the Now, that was the time of the GFC. Is that right? So 2009 or thereabouts? 2008, 2009, right in that kind of area. And where everything just kind of just took a complete dive. And it was like, oh, crap. You know? And, you know, nobody's calling, nobody's thinking, and even though you're, you're trying to figure out things and what to do. But at that point, I had been on what I call, that's a hamster wheel of life. And I think that people get themselves on these hamster wheels and they don't acknowledge and they don't go through life and acknowledge maybe some negativity that maybe they need to change. Mm. I waited till I was 57 when actually everything piled up together, everything where I was on the floor in my condo, beautiful condo, but I didn't even know if I could pay them the mortgage the next month because Mm -hmm. I just assumed I'd figure out a way to make money again, but it just wasn't happening. And I was there one night. I was drunk. I had had drank too many martinis. I'd had, I was at my limit where it was like, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? You know, this sucks, you know, you know, and one thing that there's one thing that I realized as I sat there and a lot of people will go, will go and and they'll say, how do I get out of this? Right. People will say, how do I get out of it? What can I do? And what finally came to my brain finally was you need to do something different because everything you've been doing, and this is what with a lot of people, everything that they're doing and they're getting the same results they don't ever change it. So they keep wondering why everything sucks yeah. because they need to really look at it and say, wait a minute, if all of this wasn't working, maybe I had some part to play in a lot yeah. of this because it's really easy to have the blame game. It's yeah. really easy to say, oh, well, that relationship didn't work out because of him and he cheated and he, he did this or, um, well, the real estate fell out. And so that's why I can't make any more money. You know, it's yeah. not that maybe I should have saved some money, maybe yeah. not bought that really expensive car. I had those $15,000 parties, you know what I mean? And so it was like, I had to actually sit there and acknowledge that maybe I played a part in, in my life the way it was. Yeah. So I had to get real with myself, but that's really hard for people to get real with themselves. It is right? very hard. And, and it's, it's something that, Nobody wants to talk about it. And the first thing is we, we have a tendency to tell our own selves the biggest lies. You know, we tell ourselves like, oh, well, that couldn't have been me. Oh, I would never have done that. You know, I'm not negative, you know, but if you actually take a look at your life and I was looking at my life that night and saying, I've got to do something different. Mm. What can I change? I had to open those bills. I had to acknowledge that debt. I had, I wasn't even looking at the bills. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, and that's after I looked at the bills is when I realized like, holy crap, I'm $140,000 in debt. It wasn't a pretty, it's in a feeling of a gut rinsing feeling when you Mm. just don't know what you're going to do. But I also realized that I can't sit here and just cry about it. I have to realize to take micro steps to get out of it. I love that micro step. Yeah, yeah, micro step. And not, you know, yeah. not sit there and go, okay, I'm going to 
do this and everything's going to be fine. I'll lose 30 pounds in, 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 in 30 days and I'll fix this in 30 days. No, I knew that if I was going to make a change that was for a lifetime, I had to take micro steps and I had to change. I had to acknowledge the negative behaviors. Mm. I had to acknowledge that I played a part in my divorces. I had to play a part and I couldn't do the blame game with my mom and my dad because as a child, I was learning what I lived. But as an adult, I have choices. Yeah. And at that time, I said, you have a choice, Patricia. You can choose mm. to stay and do the same old crap again and get over and you'll be in, you know, maybe one year or five years. You might get out of it for five years. But then when you're 70, you might have that same issue again. Yeah, it's so, it's it's so like, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. continuous cycle for people until you learn to break it. It's because we create it's really create easy to create negative habits because mm -hmm. we love, we have a tendency to love to be the victim. And I hate to yeah. say that and not victim is in being raped or a victim. In, mm -hmm. It's a victim in life. Like poor me, it's all everybody's against me. But in reality, if you take control of your life and make a decision and choose and have a will and a want and choose to do something, you can. But until me, it was 57 years of age. Some people may have learned it at 30. Mm. But I had such a, a way of packing things away. So I was, you know, kind of not emotional in a lot of ways, like my father was, that I had to realize, wait a minute, I'm playing the same game he is. Yeah. And so it, it's like having an abusive, uh, say you have an abusive father and he abuses you at mentally and physically. So instead of taking that down to your child, you need to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. So you don't have make it, you know, somebody abusing that child and that child does it to somebody else. The cycle has to be broken. And we, but the thing is we have to acknowledge the fact that we need to break these cycles. And then in addition, we need to forgive ourselves for, for uh, screwing up. <laughs> okay. And because it's just part of life. I mean, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. Some people make more mistakes than other people. Yeah. And then some people just make one or two mistakes and it's, it's life changing. And so it's a matter of you can do anything if you're willing to change, to do it and make uh, and, and take a different, uh, you know, path. Yeah. Because a lot of times we get stuck in our own ways. I, I always call it like we live with blinders on. And, you know, we go through like today, we just go through like social media. We go through our day in and day out life. We, we take care of the kids. We come home and we do, but we never stop to pause and look at ourselves like, wow, maybe I may need to make some changes because I'm not liking the way this is going. Mm. And so, so if you do that in a, like a more minuscule way and more of a micro, micro step way, then you don't get into that situation at 57 years of age when you got to change your whole freaking life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and so there was, I wasn't just changing one pattern. I had to change a lot of patterns yeah. Yeah. in order to move forward. Yeah. And at 57 years of age, a lot of people would have just given up. Yeah. And they would have, yeah, yeah. they would have, because you know, you're, you're right. And that's, this is why I want you to come on and, and share this story, but I just want to touch on what you said as well before, because you spoke about having, you know, the alcoholic father yeah. and you got every reason to, to blame them and be, and, yeah. and be the victim. But the problem is, right. And this goes for anything really, even if you're right. Okay. It's not beneficial. It's not helpful. So 
it doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong is, is one thing I've yeah. learned. It's the, it's what you believe really. And if that's what you believe, I mean, it's not going to get you from where you are now or where you were to where you no. needed to be, you know? No, so, it's going to, it's, it's going to keep you stuck. Is yeah. what it's going to do. Because what you're doing, if, if, especially if you're blaming that person, well, it's their fault that I'm this way. And how many times have I heard that? Well, it's my father's fault that I'm this way. Or it's my yeah. mother's. She was a drunk. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm a drunk. You know, and so it's, again, it's the blame game. But if you actually, you know, look at that and say, wait a minute, why were they drinking? Why were they emotionally met? So you start finding out as an adult. And I say that as, again, as an adult, we have choices. Yeah. As a child, we live what we, we learn what we live. Because we don't have any other choice. Yeah. We, we, we watch our parents. We watch our peers. And that's what we learn. But as an adult, we have the choice to change. And so we look back and I go, because I find out later that my father had a, a horrid uh, childhood. Yeah. He ran away from his parents. He ran away. So his whole goal in life was to put um, money in, you know, food on the table mm. and a roof over our head. Yeah. That was his goal. You know, he didn't even understand what emotion or hugs were because, but he felt he was, he felt that that was love, giving yeah. me things, buying me things because that to him was love. So you have to look back and say, wait a minute, I don't know his story. Mm. Just like, I don't know other people's story because my story might be, is going to be different than somebody else's story. They may have some, com- you know, something similar, but it's not going to have everything similar. Yeah. So you have to learn to forgive the people that, that you think are the problem yeah because in reality you've got to forgive yourself because you created you you continued the problem it's hard and to this is why it, yeah. that's, well, that's this is why conversation. So, yeah it's so hard to, this is why it's so hard for people that i see every day that they cannot that they lie to themselves they're they don't want to see the negatives in themselves mm. they don't want to because it's it's frightening to think that you might be wrong <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, my God, am I the problem? Well, maybe you are or maybe you're part of the problem. But for a lot of people to acknowledge that it's it's gut wrenching. Yeah. Because when I went through that acknowledgement period of realizing like, oh, my God, I, I'm I'm really bad with money. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. Can I make it? Yes. But apparently you don't know what to do with it. I have yeah. to acknowledge that fact to say you need to straighten this out. You need to get figure it out and get some help because you're not good at it. Yeah. You find out what you're not good at it, what you were, you know, relationships. I sabotage them before they could break up with me, you yeah. know, and a lot of people do that, you yeah. know, and, and it's because they think that everything's going to be beautiful and everything and like the white picket fence. And when it doesn't work out that way, then they think, oh, it must be me. Or if it is me, I don't want it to be, I don't, I don't want it to be the one that gets rejected. I'm going to reject them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to some of that too, you know, especially in relationships and in money and in business, building businesses. Um, you're going to, you know, people who fail when I don't even like the word people who, you know, learn lessons. Mm. Um, they, a lot of times just think they're, they're failing at everything mm. and they're not good enough when in reality, that's how you learn. Yeah. And in so many ways, I wish I had, you know, taken the time to acknowledge my lessons or what some people might call failures to actually address them at the time 
at 30 or 40 or 20 or whatever mm. and get and work on those rather than wait until 57 when I have less time in front of me than I did behind me. Yeah. I want to get to this stage of 57 now because you, you said it beautifully. You, you spoke about micro steps yes. and it's easy to get swallowed up by the enormity of the task that's in front of you. So you would have no doubt gone through your own process and I've heard people talk about this. So I'd love for you to give your insight as to how, you went through this process yourself. So obviously you went through an acknowledgement period, as you yes. were saying, and then yeah. you've decided, obviously you've looked at at least one or two areas and thought, right, this is what's Well, actually, I, now, I went through the right? acknowledgement period and that was the yeah. hardest period. Yeah. Okay. And so how long, does that, how long does that go for? Is that, did you oh. reflect for a month, two months? Oh so. my God. So I, I'm actually still go through the, I, I actually <laughs> still go through my process every day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it only takes me though, maybe three to four minutes a day to do it where it, it took me an hour or several days and weeks and months to work through these processes because, because I don't want anybody to think this is an overnight thing. Mm. It's not because if it is an overnight thing, then you haven't learned anything. Yep. And it's a process that you, you work on daily and get better and better at it. So instead of taking you three days or 10 days, it takes you five minutes. Mm-hmm. to work through things so the acknowledgement part is the hardest and i would say because i had to really acknowledge and open bills and acknowledge that I, you know i had a list of things that i was really bad at you know i had to really become truthful myself even to the point where am i judgmental you know it, 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 no am i judging other people i had i went really deep into that and then the second thing was i really had to learn to forgive not only the people that I felt, you know, maybe did me wrong, like say the rapist, you know, because I was raped. I forgave them because they were stealing my energy. So you also got to let people, you know, go in that way. And that's what forgiveness is about. It's not ever for that other person. It's for you to move forward. So we're, I'm not, I never forget. Mm. I just forgive because I didn't like the power they were taking from me. And the bottom line is that I needed to take my power back back and start micro working it so that I could actually move forward. But then I also had to change my mindset. I had to change. I always had a positive mindset, but I had to change that mindset to the point of a daily positive and a daily working mindset of moving forward. And I also had to be accountable to myself. I had to make checklists. I had to celebrate my small wins, my micro wins, because everybody forgets, you know, they think about the big wins and they forget about the little ones and the little wins are what keeps pushing you forward. Mm. The big wins are like, oh, I just got a, you know, trophy or something, you know, and it's like, well, hey, that's great for now, but you don't always get those trophies. What micro win did you make today? that want, makes you want to move forward and keep persevering. And then persevering is never giving up. And it's, it, and it's not necessarily um, going forward three steps and um, all, all the time. Sometimes it's going forward three steps and stepping back too. Yeah. It's just I'm glad how you said it that. Yeah. 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 It, it's how it works. And you have to understand that moving forward is micro and every, you know, I don't, you probably never heard of this, but there was this uh, a song and they, they called it, the rubber tree plant. It was like the ant that moved the rubber tree plant. And it was like this, they kept telling him this ant that it was impossible for this ant to move this rubber tree plant. Yep. But all of a sudden, you know, like down the way it was, it was like, wait a minute, here comes another ant with another, with a rubber tree plant. And he kept moving it and moving it because he didn't give up. 
And even though it was bigger than him and everything else, but if he just took little baby steps and he kept doing it and that's, and before you know it, you've taken steps and miles and you're beyond and it's two years later and you're going, holy cow. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it, it works. But I will say it in order for people, and this, and this is a tip for people to do, no matter if it's a, a ton of things that they got to change or just one or two things they have to change, you know, because you have to give yourself and, and, and tell yourself why, why do I want to change? Yeah. Why? And that why has to be so big that you can pull that why out, look on a piece of paper and read it and you'll cry because mm. you don't ever want to go back to that space. Because how many people they go, they take uh, for one year, they're really good and they lose all the weight or they, they get really good in their business and they move forward. And the next thing they know, they start falling back into those habits again. Yeah. And, they, and they're so small, sometimes you don't even know you're falling back into them. Or you maybe kind of fell into uh, some negative people again. And you're not noticing as much and you're listening to them. And so your self-worth starts to kind of go back down again. And you don't even notice it until you're in it and you're depressed yeah. <laughs> or something happens. Yeah. So it's so important. And I, I can't emphasize that enough that if anybody, whether you're building a business, whether you're changing your life, whether it's a relationship is why do you want to change? What is your reason? You want that reason to be so strong that you can look at it and go, oh, I got to keep going because I don't want to go back there. I don't want to be in the same place I was next year as I was last year. It's not going to happen. So you need that. You need that push because it's so easy to fall back into negative habits because what is it? We love our comfort zone. And it, so so for so many people, it's easy just to kind of fall back into it. Cause even if it's not safe, even if it's not good, bad is comfortable. Mm. And you're familiar with the it's familiar, negative. yeah. It's Even what you know. You don't like it. You don't want to do anything about it because it's like, oh no, I'm I'm comfortable. Yeah. So that's great. And if that's great, if you're if you're happy, fine. But if you're trying to strive for something and be better and do something better and and not do the same negative behaviors and and, and everything, you need to push that. You need to take a some scissors and start cutting that box, you know, or cut the door, but you can start walking through it because it's not as, it's not that scary when you get to the other side. In fact, I love living now being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because then it's pushing me forward. It's pushing me forward because there's no way in hell that I want to go back to 57 years of age. I'm 70 now. I don't have that time to fix up now. Yeah. I, I don't want to go back there and I and never will because I pointed my head in the right direction. I've forgiven so many people um, every day now. I, as I told you, I, I take like five minutes and say, hey, what, Patricia, what do you need to acknowledge yeah. today? Was there a negative thing? Did you do something? Did you do something? Maybe you want to change. Do you need to forgive anybody? Do you need to forgive yourself? Did you do something you know, that you didn't like? Where was your mindset today? Was it a positive mm. one? Did you make all those parking spaces you, you were hoping to right in front of the store? Um, were you, did you hold yourself accountable? Like, did you make checklists and check things out? Did you celebrate yourself? And then did I, you know, uh, am I going to persevere the same way tomorrow? Absolutely. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and that it takes less than five minutes. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. a matter of what, before I go to bed and it puts me in that space. Okay. Now I'm, 
comfortable. I'm not stressed out. I've acknowledged everything that maybe I did do, but I'll be better tomorrow. I want to ask and you, he- about, I want, sorry, I want, I want to jump in. I want to ask you about your relationship because at the time you said that you went down, you know, a road of drinking or over-consuming yeah. alcohol, you know, some drugs. Alcohol, drugs, rock and roll, you yeah, name it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your relationship like these days, like with alcohol, specifically oh, alcohol? Well, oh, no, well, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I still have my occasional yeah. martini. Yep. Um, no drugs. Yeah. Um, but I have a different, it's not a need before it was a distraction. Yeah. And because I was trying to not feel anything. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to let it make it all go away. And that's what drugs and alcohol does. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's a habit. My, my mother was, uh, unhappy. So she drank all the time because my father was kind of a jerk. Okay. Mm. So that was the way she knew was to just dis- distract herself and, and, and feel, you know, it just kind of go away because alcohol yeah. and drugs kind of make you just go away for a temporary time. The thing is that it always comes back when you sober up. Mm. And for me, when that time of sobering up, it was like, you know, I don't really want to go back there. And so again, I had to make a choice. It's like I had to choose to lose 30 pounds. I, you know, I had to choose, I had to make choices and nobody else was going to choose for me. Nobody else was going to do things for me. I had to do them for myself. So if you're waiting to win the lottery and you're waiting to do things, you know, good luck. You know, Mm. I wanted to become my own lottery. I wanted to be the lottery. Yeah. So my lottery was learning and moving forward, paying the bills off, getting them paid off moving forward, putting money in the bank, you know, starting new business businesses and moving forward step by step where now I'm in the black, I'm successful and I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And I'm happy like, and I'm, and it I'm at like, peace. It looks like you're going to do this forever as well. You're 70 years old now. So it doesn't look yeah. like you're slowing down. No, all. I have, I just, I'm, I'm just created an app, you know, I'm, I'm working on an app that I'm for women. Um, and what's so cool about it is when you don't limit yourself, mm. And so many ways I was limiting myself because I was kind of on that hamster wheel with blinders on and just going around and around and around. And I, and I wasn't allowing myself to break out because the potential that there is not only for people, but, you know, for anything you want to do, no matter what age, no matter what you want to do, everything is limitless. I mean, look at the stars are out there. They're looking yeah. at Mars now. They're, they're looking at other galaxies and black holes and, 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 and all kinds of things. If they can do that, you don't think we can do something on Earth? Yeah. You know? So I agree. we have to realize that we can't not limit ourselves because mm. we can do anything. We just have to choose to want to and be willing to do it. I think one of the hardest things, a lot of people in this audience, they would definitely want to change. There's one or two areas that they're, they're completely unfulfilled. They're unhappy and they want to move away from that, but they've got an issue where, because this is obviously what we all experience, but at the time you want to make this change, there's a lot of doubt in your mind. There's the limitations you're putting on yourself because of the identity or the story right. that you tell yourself about the person right, that you are, right. you know, I'm the sort of person and I can't do that, you know? So, that's all got to change. But I think, and even for myself, my own experience, there was a time where I felt those feelings were exclusive to me, right? And it's not until I've spoken now to a lot of other people and, you know, I started reading a lot of books that everybody goes through 
those emotions. So that, that voice of doubt and the limitations that we place yeah. on ourselves is everyone has that. So I think that's the first thing I just wanted to, to highlight because I think it's not exclusive to anyone and it might look on face value like, you know, um, well, Patricia doesn't have that. You know, it's, everything's easy for Patricia. It well, just that's comes, not true. You know, I still get stuff. So here's, here's the difference um, is that when you acknowledge, and I use these words a lot because that's a really important word, when you acknowledge first why you're unhappy, when you acknowledge what is bothering you, when you acknowledge and start bringing that, those feelings up, which I know for a lot of people, and that's where it's hard, that acknowledgement is bringing up the feelings. Yeah. But you have to bring those up to, to be able to acknowledge them and then start saying, but why are you unhappy? Well, because I'm not making any money or I'm broke now or I'm this and that. You've got to start looking at that. But what happens is the big, big doubts that you have, I believe as human beings, we always have those doubts that creep in, even at 70. Now that I've, yep. I've, you know, I've looked through all these kinds of things and I've learned and I've studied and I, I coach other people, but there's times where something will come, come up and like, uh, and I'm doubting myself. But what I do is, is I acknowledge it immediately. Mm. I acknowledge and say, wait a minute, why are you getting this gut feeling of self-doubt that you're not good enough? Who told you that, Patricia? You know, did somebody tell that to you? Do, are you just making it up? Yeah. Where is it coming from? Are you fearful for t- some reason today? What wakes you? Do you think you can't learn something? So I acknowledge that doubt now. And then pretty soon it comes to the point like that was, you know, don't be doing that, girl. You yeah. you can don't need to self-doubt because you are confident. So move forward and take that step. Yeah. Don't be scared. But so you have to acknowledge those doubts because if you don't, you push them down and they'll keep coming up and they, they will keep coming up, but it's when you, you don't linger on them as long because yeah. then you've kind of got that confidence because you've grown a little bit and you go, wait a minute, I'm not going to, it's like two people here, yeah. you know, like here's a, here's a confidence and then here's self-doubt. Right. And this guy's like, no, no, I got lots of confidence. And this like, no, no, you have no confidence at all. So you're just like, wait a minute, I'm going to listen to this one. And make it's almost like you got to make fun of it. Yep. Because we get almost too serious about certain things, and then it brings us even more into depression. Mm. So I I encourage people who like you or people who are listening is to take those feelings. When you're feeling like crap, ask yourself why you're feeling like crap. It's emotions that are normal. You're gonna feel them. You're a person, you're a human being. They're gonna, you're gonna have them. I know we don't always like to admit to them. Yep. No, but come on, we, we we have to admit that we have feelings. And so acknowledge them. You don't have to go and tell everybody about them if you don't want to, mm. you know, just work through them with yourself. And and then you'll start building the confidence to actually maybe even talk about them at some point, because then you know that you can help other people. Yeah, but you have to acknowledge awesome. them. Yeah. And then forgive yourself for thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just because you hear the voice, it doesn't make it true, does it? So there you go. There's no way it's true. Mm. There is no way it's true. It's just something you told yourself. It's like I told you before, we are the best. We tell ourselves the biggest lies. Mm. We're always telling yourself, oh, you're so, you know, what do we say all the time? You're such an idiot. When we do something, we say, oh, you're such an idiot. Oh, you're so stupid. Well, guess what? When you say that to yourself, it goes right into the, you know, the brain there. And it says, it doesn't know that you're lying to yourself. Yeah. 
it just says, oh, you're stupid. So yeah. now you've got yeah. that whole thing in there. Like when in reality, if you if you counteract it immediately, like, no, 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 I'm not stupid. You know, that was just something, a fleeting moment. Let's move yeah. forward. You're smart. In fact, I'm going to get a book here and I'm going to learn about this stuff. Because we have to remind ourselves that how many times have we didn't know something? Like, say we uh, we learned, I'm just going to pick, take an example. Oh, let's take real estate for an example. My, when I first wrote my first contract 30 years ago, okay, took me six hours, 10 hours to write that contract because I was petrified and scared and frightened. Like, I'll never get to be able to do this. I can't do it. How am I going to do with it? Mm. Now, after about a year, I can write it in my sleep. So it's a matter of just knowing you're learning new things yeah. and yeah. new things take time to get into your brain and your sinky. But once you get them in there and you get good habits about them, you're going to move forward faster. And then when those doubts come in, you can say, ah, no, I'm not going to listen to you because that's what you have to do. You got to tell them I'm not going to listen because mm. I'm not going to doubt myself. Yeah. You teach confidence and you help people build confidence, right? Yes. So. Yes. I want to ask you this. From my experience, the way I've built confidence is by doing things that I've never done before. So small micro things even, something so insignificant. Yes. But it's, an, it's the accumulation of those things that Absolutely. gets me in a state of mind where I become more self-confident, I feel better about myself. Um, yeah. What's your take on the, the whole concept of confidence? Because I think it can be developed by anyone. I think it's a skill like anything else that yep. if you stick at it then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely agree with you. Yeah. Everybody has confidence. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a littler, a littler voice inside somebody, but it's there. Yep. You have yep. the confidence and you're right. You're right. You, you don't all of a sudden um, don't have confidence one day and you say, okay, I'm going to get up on stage tomorrow. Now you might do that, hmm. but you know, uh, if you're if you want to do it in a smarter way, you'll take little increments or micro steps towards yeah. building yourself. So, okay, I want to I want to get on stage, you know, eventually. So in three months, I'm going to try this. I'm going to I'm going to work on this. I'm going to ask a person every day that I don't know how are they or something yeah. just to build yeah. confidence to say something. One of the things that I tell a lot of uh, and since I work with a lot of women um, and men will, will probably do this, too. But one of the things I try to teach them is, you know how women or men, I'm sure too, but like if somebody says, um, you know, Simon, you look, you, I love your hair today. It looks awesome, you know, and it's great. You might go, oh, you know, I haven't even washed it today yet, but you know, it's not clean. I didn't get it cut yet. I'm supposed to get it cut. So you're basically saying negative things about yourself, which yeah. means in, in, in general, you're also telling that person that they don't have good sense because they don't, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, like, yeah. well, gosh, I thought you looked good, you know? So here's what happened to me. And, and, and I teach this now because somebody told me the same thing as they said, asked me, they said, oh, you look really nice today. And the first thing I said was back in the day was, Oh, this old thing, you know, I just threw it on, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's got some dirt on it. And, and the guy, it was a guy and you know, he says to me, he says, why don't you just say thank you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember that. And I said, oh my God. Mm. And as soon as you start saying thank you and not saying anything else, your confidence starts to build because yeah. you just, you know, and you made him feel good because he just gave you a compliment. He thought he was giving you a compliment until you really tried to ruin it for him. Right? 
Yeah. But by just saying thank you, you're making him better. You are when you say that word thank you and just stay stop right there, it makes you feel good about yourself and confident that you didn't just stop doubting yourself because that's mm-hmm. where self-doubt comes in. So I teach women and men just say thank you. Yeah. And that will start building your confidence just like that. The other thing is, is I always some other small thing to help people build their confidence is create a list, even if it's only three things, just or two things. You don't have to make a big list, two or three things a day that you want to get done and check, literally check it off when you get done. That just the, the actual action of checking yeah. it off is a celebration because, oh my God, I got this done today. Yeah. And then celebrate that little win. And it's the celebration of the little teeny wins that make you reach those huge goals. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's taking that extra edge. And uh, we have a tendency to overdo and want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days or, or my business to make a million dollars in, you know, eight months or whatever. Yeah. You've got to just take those steps and you will do it. But what happens if you take too big a step and maybe you don't get it quite right, then you, and you're not quite got that confidence yet then that self-doubt comes in and you're not strong enough maybe quite yet to kick it off your shoulder. Mm. Do you think we overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term? Absolutely. Because, because those little things that we do build up every, you know, every single day and you will make really, really big results. So yes, we underestimate it all the time. Yeah. You know what it is though, is because everybody wants instant gratification. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you've got to remind yourself that, wait a minute, if I just take one little step every day, I'll get there. Mm. And, we, and, and just literally put a post note, just take one step a day. Now, if you happen to take two, great, but just take one step a day, because then that way you feel good about yourself, which, which enable to persevere. You have to feel good about yourself today. Yeah. So that you want to persevere tomorrow. So you want those little celebration wins that make and pushes you to the next day. Because what happens when you don't win? You feel bad. Like, oh, God, I it's like it's like when I you go on a diet and maybe you had a cheesecake and you shouldn't have had a cheesecake. OK, yeah. Instead of saying, oh, God, I've blown it. I might as well just keep eating. You know, when in reality, you, you say to yourself, wait a minute, I had the cheesecake, but I also had some really good food today. So, you know, it's be better tomorrow. Yeah, You know, I mean, it's just, you know, and then maybe you'll take two days before you have that cookie or, you know, it, it, it's just a little teeny wins yeah. and you got to forgive yourself when you do make a minor mistake and yeah. then just move forward. Yeah. Awesome. A couple more questions I want to yeah. ask you before we wrap it up. So the, and you've, you've pretty much explained this throughout the podcast, but if there was three things in particular, just three things, if people are in a mess that are listening to this at the moment that they could what are the most important three steps that they could take right now just to move themselves out of a mess and something resembling more of a life that they want? First thing I would tell you is, number one, pause. Take a pause. Take a breath. Because we get ourselves so overwhelmed that it's hard to breathe sometimes and that's when your stress and your anxiety comes in and then you can't think of you can't think of anything (laughs) yeah and and then everything everything is a wreck so i'm going to remind people just step back and take a pause you know and that pause may be for a minute five minutes doesn't matter take a pause step away 
Yeah. Number two. And I emphasize this all the time. We've talked about it. Micro steps. Yeah. Micro baby steps. And just go try to move forward a little bit every day. Don't overdo it. Number three, change the way you look at things. Um, my f- most favorite quote in the world is by Wayne Dyer, whose past I'll be see away. Yeah. And yep. it's if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm. So when you're in a situation and you step and you stepped back, and actually it might be better to put that number two, but if you step back and pause and then you look at things from a different perspective, say, wait a minute, maybe I could do something just a little different. Maybe if I look at the flower down at the flower, maybe I'll go and look up and look at the roots of the flower, you know, for an example. And then what can I do to take some micro steps towards that? Yeah. So those are the three things that I would definitely say to do. And if you were to do those, all three every single day, you would be moving forward. I mean, even when you talk to people and you get something in your head, it's like, and you don't, and maybe you don't like the conversation mm. to say, you know, maybe I should change the way I look at things. Yeah. You know, maybe from that, that person's point of view or that particular situation, how can I make a solution? Yeah. Sometimes when we're in business, we've got this big thing and it just pops up. And in real estate, this happens all the time. And what I learned was, uh, and which is one of the things that made me successful, uh, even though I spent a lot of money, it made me very successful <laughs> in it, was to, like, say I've got a conversation, somebody contacted me and, and they had this whole thing. And it was almost like it could actually make you upset because it was a situation and, and maybe they're trying to back another deal or trying to switch things around or do something. And I, the first thing I do is say, you know what, I got to take this other phone call, but let me call you back. I was going to pause. Okay. Yeah. Because I wanted to pause because I didn't want to react. Yes. Yeah. So you never want to react. Then number two, I would actually look and say, wait a minute. So let me, let me look at the solutions. What are the different solutions and how can I look at this differently and how can we make it work from both sides, yeah. understanding yeah. their side, understanding my side, understanding my buyers or sellers and what can we do to make it work? So changing the way you look at things. Yeah. And then taking the little steps to move it forward and go to the right direction. Yeah. And it worked for me every single time. Yeah. Because when you step back, you don't react. And then you, and you, cause you take a pause and you, and your blood pressure comes down. And then now you can actually look at things in a different perspective. And then you can create a solution, some micro steps yeah. and, move, and move forward. So just those three things yeah. will change your whole business, your whole life, your relationships and everything. So there it is, guys. Number one, pause. Number two, change the way you look at things. And then number three, micro steps. Micro That's step right. action plan, one, two, yep. and three. Last yep. question to, to wrap it up is I want to talk to you about limitless potential and ask you what it means to be limitless in your own potential. Oh, limitless is there's just no walls at all. There's no walls. There's no doors. There's no anything. There's nothing constraining me whatsoever. Nothing's constraining my mind. I mean, I believe if I chose 70 years of age and I chose that I'm going to go to the moon, I'd make it happen. Mm. It's a choice. And I believe that I'm limitless no matter you know what age I am, where I'm at, who I am. I can do it if I believe in myself and I do believe in my potential. 
Yeah. I believe in my limitless. So you, it's one of the things that you need to give yourself permission to believe in yourself. Yeah. And once you give yourself permission, the world opens up. So I don't have a comfort zone anymore. There's no comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I've, I've eliminated all those walls. And so I, and the other thing is that limitless means absolutely no expectations. Yeah. Because when you put expectations on things, on people and places and doings and jobs, and you get, you can set yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. When I have no expectations, it's always a bonus. It's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Good. You know, even more than I expected. Yeah. So no expectations. And so for, to me, uh, there are no, there are no walls and um, there's no roof, no walls, no anything. Yeah. Well, you're Watch an inspiration. Out. I mean, yeah, 57 years of age to to turn around your life, and now you're thriving. I, I can just see. I can I'm thriving. I'm happy. Uh, I'm doing so many different yeah. things. Um, it's exciting. And you know what's if you're not living your life, then life is living you. Mm. And I don't want life to live me. I want to live my life the way I want it and on my terms. And you know, yeah. if you have a significant other, great. You can live it on both of your terms or whatever. But you, it's, it's a short life. Yeah. It really is. And it's important to really enjoy. And, and I think everybody's goal, to be honest, is they want to feel happy. Mm. We yeah. want to feel happy. We want to feel at peace. And I finally, you know, have found that now. And just to end it, I'm human. There are things I step back, but I also yeah. know to move forward because I'm going to have stuff happen to me. People are going to pass away. Um, I'm going to have rejections. I'm going to have all kinds of things, but it's how I look at them. You know, it's, it, here's just a quick example. I have a cat. I live on a boat and I, because it was hot, I put a bunch of um, water out for my cat. And I have to tell you for three days straight, I knocked that water over every single day, all of them all over the place because it was in my way. But instead of, you know, getting mad, and saying, well, that's going to make my whole day ruined. It's like, yeah. well, there you go again. You know, you're going to have to learn to get a little work around that things. And it's just how you look at it. Things yeah. look at things in more joyous and happy and don't make fun of yourself. You know, things happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And enjoy no, life. Well, how do people reach out to you, Patricia, especially the women that are listening that perhaps they might want to, you know, reach out personally because they may perhaps they want to work with you. I'm not sure. Sure, love, love that. I'm that open, yeah, yeah. I'm an open book, and it, the easiest way to get to me is patricialove.com. That's yep. the easiest way to find me. You can also download a free, uh, my free uh, five diamonds, which I, which which we talked about was the, uh, you know, acknowledgement, forgiveness, and uh, mindset, and accountability, and perseverance, and actually explains it a little bit better, and. Um, so yeah, reach out and also on Instagram, uh, Coach Patricia Love. Follow me. We'll put that in the links, guys, as well. So that'll all be there. Patricia, thank you so much for joining us. I got tremendous value from listening to you. And like I said, just your story. You've got a wise nature about you. I love it. And um, <laughs> thank yeah, you, you brought thank a lot you of value, which is awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon, no doubt. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you got value from this, please give us a like and a subscribe. And also share this with someone who you think may benefit having listened to it as well. I wish you all the very best in chasing what is your own version of your limitless potential.